When you go through something, it can be a very hard time for yourself, but it's also a time for healing, growth, and enlightenment. Let's talk reframing and repurposing difficult things on today's Dear Single Women's Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome or welcome back to the podcast. The Dear Single Women's Podcast is a podcast for single women who are healing, growing, living, and loving their lives on their terms. You could find me on all platforms. I ask for your support. Please listen in, follow, subscribe, five stars, just anything that you can do to support the channel and support the podcast and get it out there. Just help make the podcast visible to other women. I appreciate all of the support. Thank you for listening in, everybody. So, I am going to talk today about, as I stated, learning how to reframe difficult things that happen to you because it's inevitable in this dating game that difficult things are going to happen, hard things are going to happen, hurtful things are going to happen, but how do we reframe that to work for us? I have a lot to say about this and I really didn't write any notes or outline for this episode, so we'll see how it goes. But since this, uh, the last episode was like very long, I'm going to make sure that whatever I say maintains within about 15, 20 minutes. If there's more to say, maybe there'll be a part two. Okay, so tools of enlightenment. I get that phrase from this woman I listen to. She makes affirmation music, which I love. Her name is Tony Jones, if you're interested. But she has this song that's titled, F F Boys Are Tools of Enlightenment. We all know what F Boys are. We all know how F Boys do. But they're tools of enlightenment. And I listened to that song way before anything I've gone through recently. Love the song. But it's been coming up in my mind now because... After you go through something that's so real and raw and transformational, it's easy to get stuck in the hurt, the pain, the challenge of moving your life forward post-situation. But just reminding yourself that That situation was a tool used to enlighten you, to get you to the next level. I think she's using it as like the next level of enlightenment, but also just even enlightening yourself, waking yourself up to you. That's a good way of using the F-boy, the things that the F-boy did to you. And so I want to talk about that because we often do get stuck And that's okay. There is a space for that. So that's going to come up as well. But I want to talk about how you can reframe some of the things you go through to be your benefit, to know yourself more. And I'm not going to say to make sure you don't end up there again, because that can happen. It's just life. We don't really know the future. But to hopefully just make you more 
aware of things, make you more in tune with yourself, um, to fine tune yourself where you are not really um, so susceptible to things that F boys do. So I first want to talk about that, um, the process post event. Um, in my journal, I likened it to um, getting in an emotional car accident. And that might seem dramatic, but if you've ever been in a car accident, even a minor one, I've had a couple of minor ones, but even if you've ever been in a minor car accident, you do know that it is a transformational experience. I was in a car accident when I first moved to the state that I'm in now. And it wasn't that minor. I did go to the hospital, but I was just bruised and sore. But it was enough where the side of my car door was uh, jammed in and I could not get out that side. I had to crawl out the passenger side to get out of the car. That was a transformational experience. That changed me. I don't think about it as much as I did at that time, but it was transformational at that time. And sometimes when you go through things with guys, they are transformational experiences. They are emotional car accidents. You were one way before that encounter that changes you in the way that you are after the encounter. Now, I want it to change us, as Tony Jones would say, in an enlightening way. I don't want us to be afraid to get in the car again. I don't want us to be afraid to make that left turn again, because that's how I got into my car accident. If you're following the analogy, I don't want you to be afraid to drive fast again. I don't want you to be afraid to look at cars again. I just want you to be a more conscious driver going forward. And first that starts with acknowledging the pain. That situation hurt you and that's okay because you are a human being and you have human emotions. And F boys do F boy things. So it's okay if that situation hurt you. Give yourself that space. Even if that's not suppressing your tears, right? I'm not really the crying type but I found that I was almost making myself like suppress more than usual. Like I just, I don't typically cry about things. I may be like a little sad, but like just keep, keep going. But I found that almost it was the opposite this time where I wanted to, but I was suppressing it. And so I think not suppressing your emotions is the first step to that. If something hurt you, it hurt you and that's okay even if it's not rational, right? Cause I'm like, mm, why am I hurt? Never even met this person, he's irrelevant. Don't even, I didn't even know him before the month of October. Why does that matter? It matters cause I'm a human being. And whatever happened in that situation, it was enough where it impacted me 
where I needed to express myself emotionally. And that's all right. So feel the feelings, I think, is the first step. I also think that to use this situation as a tool of enlightenment, you got to reframe how you look at it. Of course, if you're in a car accident, you're going to focus on the hurt and the pain. If you're in an emotional car accident because of what someone did to you, emotionally, you're going to focus on the hurt and the pain because it's just demanding, right? It, it, pain directs your attention to that spot. And if your heart is hurting, you're naturally going to focus on the source and the pain. But once you are able to get out of a state of emotion and you can engage your brain a little bit more once you are there however long that takes you a day or two a week a month however long that takes you of crying and processing once you get to the place where you can engage your your mind a little bit more i would ask you to start reframing how else can you look at this thing how can you look at this thing from the perspective of growing and bettering you, right? Because you can't get out of the perspective of he's a F boy and he hurt me because those things are just reality. There's really no reframing that. But if you stay there, then you will never get out of that state because it'll just be he's an F boy and he hurt me. You can't do anything about that part. I want you to take it, look inward, and see how did this situation impact me? How can I use this thing that I didn't ask for to my benefit? How can this change me for the better? Because you can reframe that part of your life. you can reframe that part of the situation. So here are some ideas. One of the things you can do is to look at how this can make you a better person, a better woman. For me, I will stay, I'll say that in addition, of course, everything I told you guys last week about manipulation and how I've learned a lot about that. But I'm. it also is making me a better woman because it's showing me how far I've grown and it's showing me where I still want to work on myself. It also reframed my thinking because I know he, I already know that healing is never one and done. But I think I've learned from this that still healing that can go even within that same healing process. So it's like, it's like a spiral. I healed so much from that love addictive quality and nature to my love. And I've grown so much in secure attachment style. I learned to find that love and that source from within instead of finding it and trying to seek it in another. 
that's what love addicted people tend to do. They try to get that need and that love and that fulfillment from outside of themselves primarily instead of first realizing I am safe and secure within myself and anything I get from somebody else is a great addition, but it is not the source. I've grown so much in that, okay? If this was the me of the of like 2020, I would have reacted so much differently to what I went through recently. And so I think in my head, I thought like, yeah, this is not really a problem for me anymore. It's not, it's not to the degree that it was back in 2020, but it, I definitely see through this uh, F-boy situation that I went through recently that yeah, it's still something that I wanna grow in more because I, I could see some of those little tendencies creeping back in. Once I started losing access, I could see some of that coming up inside of me again, that need to like, you're pulling away while well, I need to come 10 times closer. And I, I noticed that, I was like, oh, this actually feels oddly familiar. I was like, oh yeah, this used to be who I was. So my goal is to get to where that, that love addicted attachment style doesn't come up at all. In this situation, and it didn't come up to 100 like it used to, but maybe it came up to like 2030. So I wanna get rid of that 2030. So I learned something about myself. And really the thing with relationships, the things with healing really, it's really about healing. The thing with healing is that you can only test it in real time. Like you have to battle test these things. You can read all the books, you can do all the work, you can do all the therapy. My old therapist used to say like, go ahead and battle test it in the real world. It's like shadow boxing versus a boxing match. You have to like see it in the real world. Um, that's So that's one thing. Go ahead and look at yourself and see how much you've grown. The second way you can reframe a hurtful situation is just to help yourself build up a higher level of discernment. You're going to be more aware of things going forward now that you know like, oh, okay, people can actually be like this. Let me rephrase, Christians can actually be like this, right? Because I think as a Christian woman looking for a Christian godly man, sometimes we view them through the lens of Jesus. And so they kind of get graded on a curve because they look a little better because they named the name of Christ, right? So, and he they very well may be a Christian, but I don't think they should be viewed through the lens of Jesus, unless they start to demonstrate that. Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. It's not so much about what people say they are. You actually need to know their character and how they live their lives. Character is very important in scripture. And I think in any situation, you can't just go by what people say. You need to focus on character and what is behind the words. And so for the Christian woman who wants to date and marry, learning that by encountering men who name the name of Christ but maybe don't show it 
is a way to reframe that hard situation. It showed me even more and more that maybe I was grading these Christian guys I'm meeting on a curve because they're Christians. They're not outright saying to me like, I don't want every, I don't want a relationship. I want casual. So they were getting graded on a better curve, but we shouldn't do that. So I choose to reframe this hard thing I went through to show me that. I feel like there was something else, but since I'm just speaking and I didn't take, I didn't write anything down. I'm not sure if there's something else I wanted to add to this about reframing your tough thing that you went through or that you may go through, right? Maybe you could use this knowledge proactively. Like your maybe your tough thing is coming and you can take this and have this knowledge already that you can use. But I guess in closing, I will say that the the point of Tony Jones's song is that you can get stuck by saying, he hurt me, he did this, he was wrong, he's a horrible guy, he's an F-boy. Or you can recognize that this is a tool that you can use to make you a better woman. This is a tool that you can use to better yourself. And I choose to use it that way. That's how I choose to use what I went through. And I hope this will encourage you to do the same for past situations you've gone through, future situations you'll go through. Definitely feel your emotions, definitely grieve. It was definitely a crappy thing. I was going to say the other word, but I would hope to go through this whole podcast without cursing. It's definitely a crappy thing they did to you. And they shouldn't have done that. And they were horribly wrong. But it doesn't get to leave you stuck. And I'll close with this as a word of encouragement. Because this is how I encourage myself. This is not a setback. Everything is still the same. Okay? You get to go forward. As my therapist used to say. So looking forward, right, we're not going to get stuck on the harmful things and the hurtful things people do to us. So looking forward, use the new tools that you have and go out there and get what you want. It doesn't mean you have to stay stagnant and go back inside within yourself and work, keep working on yourself. And I need to heal more because clearly I'm not ready because this happened. Those are lies. Those are lies. Evil people do evil things. That doesn't mean you don't deserve love. So go out there and get what you want because you deserve it. What steps are you taking to meet the love of your life? I just actually signed up for Christian matchmaking. So we'll see how that goes. But life goes on. Love goes on. I'm ready. I'm ready to receive all the things that he said in practice, but he clearly was not man enough to carry it out. I'm ready to get that for my real man. Thank you guys for listening. Love you all. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Dear Single Women's Podcast.